your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Friday, December 3rd edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore F. L.A. Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. You can also follow the national show Locked On NHL and the Cross Check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark where they'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Florida Panther fans, they did it again. Amazing. For the second time this week, first time in franchise history that the Florida Panthers are down three multiple times, and they come back and find a way to win. 4-1 against Washington on Tuesday night. They find a way to win that 5-4. 3-0 in this one, and then 4-1 as well. And they find a way. (laughs) They find a way. And is that a recipe for success long-term? Not necessarily. You don't want to put yourself in that position to be down and then... uh, play with uh, desperation mode, but man, if there's any one team that could do that and who has proven to do that many times, it's the Florida Panthers because if you remember just a few seasons ago, multiple times, the Florida Panthers were down 4 nothing. one of them against Anaheim, the other one against uh, Ottawa, and um, they find a way, they find a way to win those games, and man, don't, I'll I'll just say this: Don't turn off your TV even when it's three nothing because you might miss something special when it comes to this team. Like it's, they say the two goal lead is one of the most uh, dangerous things in hockey, but with this Florida Panthers team, it's the it's the three goal lead for for them. A few storylines uh, for uh, this game before it happened is. A little bit of a scary situation for the Buffalo Sabres is that Dustin Tukarski was placed on COVID protocol um, the, today, l- yesterday, excuse me, right before their game. And Aaron Dell was already up on emergency loan. Craig Anderson's on IR, former Florida Panther Craig Anderson, 40-year-old. Um, and they had to call up one of their top goalie prospects, Uko Pekalukkanen, from the Rochester Americans in the AHL to find a way to find a flight to South Florida to make it on time for that game. And just earlier th- that day, they traded for Malcolm Subban, goalie, goalie from the Chicago Blackhawks. So they're really hurting at that position uh, based, on, based on their uh, goalie depth. So tough position to be in for Aaron Dell. Um, Dell did get the start because uh, he was the only one who was able to skate this morning. For the Sabres, while Ukapekalukanen was on a flight from Rochester to Sunrise, Florida. So that is a storyline there. Uh, Brandon Montour and Sam Reinhart both faced against their former teams. Um, the 
Panthers forward Sam Reinhart did speak about how he got some dinner last night with some of his friends from the Sabres. He talked about how he was thankful for all the years there. He was talking about how he was back on the West Coast. He's from North Vancouver, British Columbia. While he was getting that phone call on the night of draft night, he talked about uh, thanking Buffalo for their time. He was traded to, to the Panthers at the time when he was an RFA, and Brandon Montour was a UFA. Brandon Montour was actually asked as well about if Sam Reinhart coming to the Panthers and signing had any effect on his signing with the Florida Panthers. He said, no, the Florida Panthers were always on the table. This is um, a team that I found a fit in for, for this team. So great to see that these former Buffalo Sabres are embracing their new roles and embracing themselves on their their new team. Uh, I mean, new-ish for Brandon Montour since he's been here since the trade deadline, but new still-ish for uh, Sam Reinhart coming into this game. Another uh, a milestone for the Florida Panthers is that Jonathan Huberto is now second all-time in games played for the Florida Panthers, passing Radek Dvorak. Um, now he is 40 off of Stephen Weiss's record for most games played, and he's going to pass that this season and become the all-time leader in games played. He's already the all-time leader in points for the Florida Panthers. Alexander Barkov is right behind him, but this game, this uh, we, we said at the top, um, the, the Florida Panthers were down 3 nothing. 4-1, found a way to win. The Panthers early on were just a little sloppy. The The first and fourth goals are the ones that are really pin on Bob. The one that just got up on the glove. I know Matt Kirstead bent down a little bit, so maybe that obstructed Bob's view a little bit, but still Bob got a glove on it. And then the last one by Casey Middlestat of the Buffalo Sabres went straight through the five hole and that one. Um, and David Dwork talked about it a lot in when he came on the show is that the five hole has been really close for Bobrovsky this season. And Andrew Burnett did talk about after the game, how pulling Sergei Bobrovsky for Spencer Knight had nothing, was nothing against Bob. He just wanted to create a spark, wanted to create momentum. And it created just that for this Florida Panthers team. And it was not just for Spencer Knight to get some confidence in and to get some reps in. But it was also for the Florida Panthers team to have a little bit of a sense of urgency because those uh, two middle goals that the Florida Panthers did, excuse me, the Buffalo Sabres did score. The first one was a, a turnover right in the neutral zone as they were that they were getting out of uh, their zone and the Buffalo Sabres uh, find, find a way to uh, get that one goal um, through the through the goal, Dylan Cousins uh, beats Bob on that one. Um, Okpozo, uh deals it, and after that, they were struggling with zone time as well. They, they, they were really, and it's funny because the at, at first the the Panthers were getting their chances. They had one off the post uh, from Sam Bennett earlier. They had multiple chances early on. Uh, Vinny Hinnestroza gets two goals on the third one. Uh, on the third goal, which was finished, Vinny Hinnestroza's second uh former Florida Panther, Vinny Hinnestroza. Um Joe Thornton and Lucas Carlson were 
around the end boards, losing their board battle. And one thing that uh, was talked about about Joe Thornton using his stick versus using his body uh, caused that uh, pass to get off from Cousins to Hinnis Strozen. And then um, a little bit of confusion on who to slide to as well. That was another one. And it could have been worse. It could have been um, for nothing easily. Radko Gudis lets his man uh, free, and then he has a little bit of a slide uh, to eat, not prevent Buffalo from even getting a shot off uh, later in uh, the first period. And it could have easily been uh, for nothing in the first period alone. But the you felt that a lot of these mistakes were self-inflicted um, when the Florida Panthers were down three nothing, um, and the Sabres' ability to get set, um, it was really, it was really just uh, sloppy play, bad transition, um, not using your body versus using the stick as well, and that was how the Florida Panthers got down three nothing early, and the at after one the, um, three nothing the shot, and the Florida Panthers had the shot on goal advantage thirteen to seven too, so. Three goals on seven opportunities for the Buffalo Sabres. Not good. Not good. And, um, of course, in period, in between period adjustments, intermission adjustments, the Florida Panthers have been great with that all season. And that is something that we're going to get to in the next segment because that's when all the fireworks really begin for this Florida Panthers team. So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers, your first listen of the day. You listen podcast for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line and a free 5G phone when you switch so you can get the latest episodes all in one of America's largest 5G network. More power to save, Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and network. Tebowsmobile.com for details. Second segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 7-4 regulation victory over the Buffalo Sabres last night at FLA Live Arena. And the Florida Panthers didn't get their first goal until the 9.57 mark of the second period. But one thing I wanted to talk about early that I was seeing early on in that second period was the inability to slow things down. It, the Florida Panthers were trying to go, were, when they were in the neutral zone, were trying so hard to go for stretch passes to try to create a breakaway. But a lot of them were starting to be uh, broken up uh, as well. But the, and I, I, when I was seeing that, I was like, I, I was literally having my hands in the air trying to like the whole slow down, like lowering my hands. If, I, I wish you guys can see my motion. Of how I'm of how I'm doing that, but I, I was literally as that was going on early. I was thinking, okay, you guys got to slow down. I know you guys are down three, but it starts with one. You just got to get one, and then that confidence boost. The crowd is back in it, um, and even early on, um, the Buffalo Sabres. Jeff Skinner was all alone. On. Uh, Panthers were caught in a line change. It still could have been four nothing. Two opportunities for the Buffalo Sabres to go up four nothing. Jeff Skinner's all alone, um, and Bobrovsky makes a huge save. Um, at one point, Mackenzie Weger was double shifting. Lucas Carlson wasn't on the shift uh, uh, with uh, Brandon Montour. Uh, 
the Montour uh, Carlson line wasn't doing so well at the beginning of the game. And then, <laughs> well, what do you know? Lucas Carlson gets a slap shot, um, and and it looked like it was tipped. Then it was originally awarded to Sam Reinhart, uh, and then and then back to Lucas Carlson. So that's his first uh, career NHL goal. So at that time, when it was three one, it's like cool. The the Florida Panthers are gonna do it again. They're gonna they're gonna find a way to come back as they always do. The cardiac cats are back. And then there was just not even two minutes later, Casey Middlestat beats Bob Five Hole. And again, we've talked about the five hole being closed mostly for Sergey Borowski this year. And then that was the time. That was the time for Andrew Brunette to create that spark. And after that, when Spencer Knight came in, do you wanna know how many shots on goal? Spencer Knight got in that whole third period when once he was inserted in. He was inserted in with 8.44 left in the second period. One. One shot on goal. Talk about a sense of urgency for this Florida Panthers. I mean, look what happened in on Tuesday against Washington. Out shooting them 27-2 and controlling the possession. Controlling the zone time creating all the takeaways. In this game, the Florida Panthers in takeaways, <laughs> my god, I'm looking to, I'm looking this up right now. 14 to 2 when it comes to takeaways. So th- their ability when every time Buffalo was con- trying to work the puck around in the zone, the Florida Panthers were just able to take it away and create something at the other end. So and again, let's not forget a lot of those goals were just self-inflicted wounds. Um you clean some of those things up and this might have been more lopsided than it should have been. I mean, you you go from being down three goals to winning by three goals in this one. Of course, the last two were empty netters where we get to later, but um the Florida Panthers um had opportunities a little bit after being down four one. E2 Sterinen uh beats Dell but doesn't beat the post. There was multiple times where the Florida Panthers uh had an opportunity, but the post got him. Um, Sam Reinhart, we talked about this with Jamison Olive uh, the other day about getting him going, about him getting his confidence. And all we had, I guess, all we had to do was uh, mention Sam Reinhart. Uh, and he has five points in his last two games. <laughs> crazy, crazy thing, including a goal and three assists in last night's game. Amaz- amazing that Sam Reinhart is starting to find his fit here. Uh, Lucas and Lucas Carlson created that shot again uh, for the Florida Panthers. This time it was tipped. There, it was originally changed, and they we were on hat trick watch originally for Sam Reinhart against his former team, but they changed the first one to Lucas Carlson. But still, putting yourself in great position to be in front of the net, uh, and then just a little over three minutes later at fifteen forty, Ekblad gets uh, keeps it in the zone right before his goal, um, passes it to Huberto, and then. Uh, Huberto finds Ekblad right in right in front of the doorstep, and it's four three all of a sudden, and it's like, uh oh, these Florida Panthers are gonna do it again. No way in hell they were controlling much of the play in that second period, especially after four one. And my God, um, there was, and I don't usually complain about officials because I am one, but there was a after. Shortly after Mark Pistick roughed Huberto 
um, there was a there was a shove that Okpozo had against Patrick Hornquist, and then they went after each other, and then they both go to the box, and don't know why that wasn't called, but but the Florida Panthers late in the third period, so the Florida Panthers went one for three on the power on the power play uh, yesterday, and they went. And they didn't give up a power play goal. So that's the second straight game that the Florida Panthers get at least one power play goal. And they don't allow a power play goal. So special teams is starting to get together for this Florida Panthers team. And once that gets going, then this team can almost be unstoppable. Um, But five on three, the Florida Panthers had an opportunity on the five on three and the second period with 13 seconds left. On the five on three, and this was the time to this was the time for the Florida Panthers to lick their chops and just say we're going to take over this game. And if you put a tie game with these two teams late into the late into the third period, chances are based on where these teams are, Buffalo rebuilding and Florida being a contender. Nine times out of ten, if you get it tied, you're going to feel very confident that late in the game that you're going to get something. So the five-on-three was John, um, Mark Pissick, former Florida Panther, roughing Jonathan Huberto, and um, Yoki Haru hooking Jonathan Huberto um, with seven seconds uh, left in the period. So, And we saw a little bit of mixing and matching. We're not used to seeing Mackenzie Weger on the top power play unit. We saw that really really early on on the five on three and it paid off uh, Mackenzie Weger had a shot from the high slot um, Aaron Dell saved it rebound gets right into Aaron Ekblad's stick and finds the open net and it's all of a sudden a tie game like I said a tie game with these two teams with these profiles you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have to like your chances when uh, it comes to uh, this Florida Panthers team. And then the play of the game, the play of the game was a defensive play by a guy who's known as the defensive forward, Itu Lusterainen. Wide open net. Spencer is way out of the net and Lusterainen uh, finds a way to bat the puck out of the net. And my God. Uh, and literally, I can only imagine the reaction at FLA Live Arena when that happened and then showing the play on up on the Jumbotron. Like it, it sounded loud on TV despite it being a Thursday night uh crowd at FLA Live Arena. But man, the 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 net the net being open and E2 just being in great position, saving his goalie pretty much. And in that same sequence, um there wasn't a whistle in between of uh, the Florida Panthers, Carver Hagee, um his his uh, sense of deception based on his skating ability. We don't talk about his skating ability. It goes behind the net. Uh, um, Buffalo thinking he's going one way. He stops. All eyes are on him. And then Anton Lindell is right, right in front of the net uh, for a goal. His first goal since November 6th. So it's been a little bit since Anton Lindell has scored. But nothing to worry about with Anton Lindell because... He is a rookie. It's only his first season over here in the U.S. So that that so and he gets two. He got an empty net goal. So that's something to 
build confidence on. Um, Verhage quietly gets to assist in in this one as well. And also, Itulusterainen's defensive play was great uh, later on in that game as well. He was denying zone entries. He was up against the boards, uh, winning his board battles. So that is another that is another thing. Even though Lusterainen did get a delay of game later later on in that third period, still. And again, the penalty kill as well. Like I said, second straight game where they don't allow a power play goal to the opposition. And when Itulusterainen had that delay of game call late into the third period with just about 345 left. The Panthers were not allowing any zone time for the Buffalo Sabres. In fact, they were spending more time in their offensive zone on that one. And that's just how you find a way to just kill any hope that they're going to find a way to come back. They pull the goalie to create the empty net with about 245 to go. And then two empty net goals by Jonathan Huberto and Anton Lindell. Final score, 7-4. to four. The Panthers pretty much dominate this game from the 844 mark of the third period to the very end. And it took a little bit of a sense of urgency for the Florida Panthers team. It took a little bit of having not waking up on time when it comes to this game. They outshoot uh, the Sabres 45-31 to 31 in, in this one. And... It was uh, also with quite a few chances as well for the Sabres. They outshot them in the third period, 18-11. to 11, But still, uh, Spencer Knight was fantastic when, uh, when he came in, too. I know a lot of, uh, there was a lot of scoring, uh, seven goals for the Florida Panthers. But in relief, Spencer Knight was great. Um, and this is why also you have a two-goalie system, uh, the, the way the Florida Panthers set it up. And you're confident that no matter who's there, you can find a way to win games and they got each other's backs. Um, they definitely, they got each other's backs, and it's, it, it's one bad game for Sergei Bobrovsky. So it, it's not gonna, it's not gonna define him. It's gonna, in fact, it's going to motivate him to be better. And Sergei Bobrovsky, because the Florida Panthers tied the game after uh, Spencer Knight came in that, as soon as that fourth goal hit by Aaron Ekblad on the rebound, I said, oh, so Sergei Bobrovsky doesn't get a loss. He still doesn't have a single regulation home loss this season. But also, in my opinion, that's also why goalie record is a stupid stat, and that's why I don't really refer to it too much. But hey, it's not a loss for Sergei Bobrovsky on his uh, record, and Spencer Knight uh, gets the win in this one. But yeah, um, the Panthers, man, they do it again, but at the same time, it's a little nerve-wracking when you are down three because it's not a guarantee that they're going to do it every single time of being down and finding a way to come back because against, the, against those, those contending teams, I mean, even though Washington is a contender, but if you do that, if you play that same game, especially against Washington, 10 different times, what are the chances that they do that every single time? And it's not sustainable, but of course, if anything, it should tell you that the Florida Panthers are that confident in themselves that they can take control of a game at any point in time. You don't want it to come to a point where it's 
wear their down a lot. That's for sure. And man, and eight points in the last two games for Jonathan Huberto. Six points in the last two games for Aaron Eckblad. Five points in the last two games for Sam Reinhardt. And Aaron Eckblad, two goals and no assists last night, averaging a point per game. Him and Adam, he's battling with Adam Fox right now for the Norris Trophy and definitely have to put his name in consideration. Adam Fox already has one. Um, he won it last season in his only second year in the NHL. And Ekblad has been around for a while, a little bit, but now we're really starting to see what kind of number one defenseman the Florida Panthers have. Um, he led the team in ice time once again. Um, that was something that this team missed last season. And it, and a lot of non-Florida Panthers people have told me, how great is it to have a healthy Ekblad with this group this season? I'll tell you, it's really great. And the the pairing of Uyghur and Ekblad, even, I mean, even though Uyghur doesn't have a goal, you, he's second in the NHL in takeaways. And that's what Mackenzie Uyghur brings to the table. And that's, it's so many things, great things you could say about this team. Um, and the Florida Panthers, they continue to ride out hot at home. Now they're 13-1-0 and at home. Talk about dominance at home. The, as far as points percentage for the NHL, they're 1,000th of a point behind the Edmonton Oilers in points percentage for the best record in the NHL right now. So 1,000th of a, of a percentage point. So they're, they're right there with the best team in the NHL. And the latest power rankings had the Florida Panthers as number one once again for the Locked On NHL ranking. So many people are starting to recognize uh, how great this team is, and they've continued to recognize it. And the Florida Panthers, their play on the ice has definitely shown that. And great things to see. So the Florida Panthers have one more game on this homestand right before they hit the road. They'll have a game against the St. Louis Blues. And in the next segment, we're going to talk quickly about this upcoming game between the Florida Panthers and St. Louis Blues. So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers, your first listen of the day. Battle Line has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. While you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie, Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, 
Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it because it's a season of peace and love. Don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. They'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. You're friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors, they make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. Like some of those marshmallow-y wreaths around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't even believe they're filled with protein. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo code LOCK15 for 50% off at Built.com. Third segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 7-4 regulation victory over the Buffalo Sabres last night at the FLA Live Arena. So before we preview a little bit of Saturday's game against the St. Louis Blues, the Florida Panthers, they had a few players uh, talk yesterday in the press conference. One of them was Lucas Carlson after getting his first NHL goal. And we talk about opportunities all the time. And with Gus Forsling being on IR, I, I mean, Chase Brisky just a few weeks ago when Radko Gudis was out, he had an opportunity to come up and and play and with Gus Forsling being on IR this was time for Lucas Carlson to show what he's got at the NHL level increased ice time and increased role um he was paired with Brendan Montour on the final pairing and despite a rough start for that pairing in the game uh he talks about how it's great to have the confidence to get some confidence up here and they talk about knowing the type of group that they have here Aaron Eckblad also talked about giving praise to Jonathan Huberto, how he can do it all. He's one of the best in the league and how the belief in the room is fantastic. Anton Lundell talked about Itu Lusterainen's defensive play, and he said, quote, if Itu wouldn't have stopped that goal, I would not have had that goal, so I want to thank him, close quote. And that one, because Steve Goldstein mentioned that on the broadcast, that if they reviewed that play, because remember, the puck has to go all the way across. It has to pass the line in order for it to be counted as a goal. There was no whistle in between that and Anton Lundell's goal. And there was a few times where it went to the Panthers side and then back to Buffalo. So there was a little bit of time without a whistle and then Anton Lundell scores. And if had that goal counted, had that been a goal by Buffalo, then Lundell's goal wouldn't have counted. And like I said, Lindell um, talked about how it feels great to get the puck in. Um, Two-goal night, for, like I said, first goal since November 6th. Um, Coach uh, Andrew Burnett talked about the goalie change, about to create a spark, to create momentum, and it did just that. And you saw it with Buffalo only getting one shot in the last 8.44 of the third period. Um, he talked about also... Lusterainen's defensive play, which was again the play of the game. Uh he said we were really lucky on that one that Itu Lusterainen was in the spot that he was and that he was able to put the Panthers in a better position to win. And he talked about 
um the mindset in the locker room saying players realize what's going on and they're not happy when talking about when they're uh down three and yeah so uh, it's of course every every team every, every team is an nhl team obviously and they're a whole bunch of professionals but with the veteran team that the florida panthers have the experience that they have the the fact that they've been here before they they talk about mid period adjustments they talk about um being pissed going into the locker room knowing that they're better than that that they had a lot of self-inflicted root wounds and they found a way to reverse that and have that sense of urgency and that and you got to give a lot of credit to the players andrew brunette spencer knight ev- everyone involved for this team so the panthers on saturday they're gonna have a matinee matchup against the st louis blues this saturday at fla live arena so it's the final game of a homestand before they hit the road for st louis arizona and then colorado before returning back home for a quick two-game homestand against ottawa and the la kings so the st louis blues um they were swept last year in the Stanley Cup playoffs by the Colorado Avalanche in the West Division last year in the playoffs, barely squeaking in. And all the rumors about Vladimir Tarasenko having a not so great relationship with the front office of the St. Louis Blues uh, about his injury situation. He was left unprotected in the expansion draft, and the Seattle Kraken didn't take him. So and he's averaging almost a point per game and he is like you're you're thinking to yourself is is the, is that going to be something that Seattle is going to regret so i i probably because Seattle uh they're they're having a hard time uh, getting uh getting some scoring uh that's that's for sure but the St. Louis Blues they are near the top of the central division they're second right now in points but they're fourth in uh points percentage second best power play in the nhl second at 30.8 percent so that's something that the florida panthers will definitely have to stop uh for sure jordan pennington uh, a candidate for team canada in the olympics well that's if the nhl even decides to go that that um he is not having his best season right now. Right now, I believe his looking at his numbers, um, 2.80 goals against average and a 9.12 save percentage. Had a better season um, last year. Uh, his backup, Vial Huso, is having a slightly better season despite uh, playing uh, less games. But um, they did make a couple of transactions uh, this uh, offseason. Pavel Bushnevich, who was uh, mostly on the New York Rangers to start his uh, career, uh, he he has he is up there tied with the team lead in goals with nine. And when I think of Pavel Bushnevich, I think of the most recent season where that whole Tom Wilson uh, situation uh, um, prior prior to the end of the season where uh, nothing happened to Tom Wilson and the whole Artemi Panarin uh, situation as well. So the 
St. Louis Blues, they just won I mean they just won the Stanley Cup two seasons ago. I know they lost quite a few pieces, mostly uh, on their blue line in Alex Petrangelo, but th- this is a team that um is really good. They're up there in the in the in the standings. Robert Thomas uh is also one of the leaders in uh points along with Jordan uh Cairo um for the St. Louis Blues who has 23 points on the season leading everyone on St. Louis. They also have a uh, former Stanley Cup champion in Brandon Saad, uh, a guy who uh, former host of the show Frank Rikas uh, compares Mason Marchment to Brandon Saad, a big body uh, player. I almost forgot to mention this, but it's looking unlikely that Jordan Bennington, the goalie for the St. Louis Blues, is unlikely to play because uh, he was just placed on the COVID list just shortly after their game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you have, so the St. Louis Blues they have a strange schedule where they have a home they had a home and home against the Tampa Bay Lightning and then a home and home home and home against the Florida Panthers. So they've had their fair share of COVID issues this season. So that Biddington was he's the only current player who's on the COVID list, but they've had eight different players on the COVID list uh, this season. Bennington is the only current one, once again. Um, Brendan Sada was the one. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly um, has been on the COVID list as well. And Tori Krug, just to name another for the St. Louis Blues. So they've had their issues. And despite all that, they're challenging for the tops of the division, just right behind the Minnesota Wild, who they're, the Panthers will see in a few weeks as well as they wrap up their season series in just a few weeks on another matinee. But this one is another is a matinee for Saturday, a home-and-home home before they face off again on Tuesday in St. Louis. This one's in Sunrise, 1 p.m., FLA Live Arena. Uh, and this, one, this is going to be another fun game where the Florida Panthers are going to fi- have to find a way to stop that lethal power play for the St. Louis Blues, second in the league at, once again, 30.8%. Their penalty kill is a different story where they're 22nd in the league. So that's one area that the Florida Panthers definitely uh, take advantage of in in this one where if you stay out of the box against this St. Louis Blues team, you'll definitely find a way to win. And we'll be back on Monday to wrap up Saturday's game between the Florida Panthers and the St. Louis Blues. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to listen to the Lacrosse Pick NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark and Locked On NHL where they'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to subscribe and listen to today's episode of Locked On Bet. Your one-stop shop for all things bet. Locked on bet. Hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Subscribe to the Locked on Bet podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked on Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>